0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Ezekiel 43 and verse number 10, the Bible says, Thou son of man... Shoe the house to the house of Israel That they may be ashamed of their iniquities and Let them everybody say measure The pattern, And if they be ashamed of all that they have done shew them the form of the house The fashion thereof The goings out thereof and The comings in thereof And all the forms thereof All the ordinances thereof All the forms thereof and all the laws thereof. Write it in their sight that they may keep the whole form thereof and all the ordinances thereof and do them. This is the law of the house upon the top of the mountain. The whole limit thereof round about shall be most holy. Behold, this is the law of the house. For a little while tonight. I want to minister this coming from, extracted from verse number 10. Measure the patron. Measure the patron. God, I come to you tonight. I'm asking Lord Jesus for your help. I pray, oh Lord God, tonight, God, we want to somehow satisfy and fulfill whatever the expectations of heaven may be. I know, God, that I enter this place every service time with my own personal expectations god but i want my expectations to harmonize with yours i want to adopt yours as my own i pray oh lord this evening god that you're able to speak to us through your word god let it not return void let it go forth and god and accomplish something in that which it was sent unto i pray master today god help you people god grant us understanding lord jesus in this place God, and we'll thank you and we'll praise you, Lord, for what you accomplish here tonight. Jesus' name that I pray, and everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated here this evening in the lovely name of the Lord. Ezekiel is writing during the time that Israel is in, as we often have spoken of, captivity. Captivity. Ezekiel is both a prophet and a priest. His lot in life was riding during the time of the Babylonian captivity, namely to the Israelites and to the Jews that had left Jerusalem and Judea. When they left, it was in ruins, the house of God that they had visited, where their sacrifices were. Offered was in ruins. Ezekiel, though, is writing here in verse or in chapter 43. Rather, as a matter of fact, for several chapters of Ezekiel, namely starting with chapter number 40, Ezekiel is spending much time with his pen to the page, writing about another temple. Many deem it and call it the temple of. Ezekiel, there's a lot of controversy, whether or not it's a literal or figurative temple, whether it's the temple of the millennium or whether it's the temple of the eternal age after the Lord has already come back, thus and so. But nevertheless, he took great strides in recording everything that God wanted recording concerning this other tabernacle, this other temple. And being and having the background of a priest... Uh, steered his interest toward the recording of this other temple. Familiarity with the priesthood, no doubt, caused his interest to be uh, piqued by writing and recording all the details that God was sharing with him in this vision of this temple. And I believe it was only fit that God was using Ezekiel in this way, being that he had that background, being that he was living during a time that they were without temple because of it being ruined back in their homeland. But Ezekiel is constantly recording with great detail, folks. And I challenge you sometime just read Ezekiel chapters 40 through 43. And you will read there how Ezekiel was carried away. by the spirit of the Lord into a vision. God began to speak to him and said, Ezekiel, we're going to go through here this vision and we're going to measure this temple. The word measure is used multiple times in these chapters. As a matter of fact, there's an angel there. He has a reed and tells us that the reed there was about a cubic and a hand breadth. It was a definitive length, a definitive measurement. And as he was telling Ezekiel about the post of the temple and the upper chambers and the lower chambers of the temple the inner courts and the gates and the bars and the altar and all the different furnishings that this temple would have he was taking that reed and he was measuring and he was basically saying well well, this is ten and a half feet long that's it's definitive exact measurement and that wall was three feet thick and it is five spans wide and he is being very detailed every minuscule little detail is recorded concerning these courts and these gates and the Bible even speaks throughout the the, 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 the book of Ezekiel how the glory of the Lord seems to be a very central thing in the book of of Ezekiel. And no doubt in chapter number 43 the glory of the Lord visits this temple in his vision as the glory of the Lord had visited other tabernacles and other temples that were literally created and honed and had a space that was made for them that were that was among men. And so as we see Ezekiel doing all of this and speaking to the angel, amen, and taking the measurements and going to the chambers and to the walls and uh, making a description of how everything was laid out and what rooms was what was next to what rooms. It was kind of like a floor plan that uh, as you see before you this evening, uh, all the admonition was there that you were to take these things and see how this kind of forms with this and how the flow of this temple was going to be and how the measurements of this temple were going to be and how the height and width and depth of, of the altar might be thus and so and so they were doing all these things and and Ezekiel has taken very good note of these things he's in the spirit he's in a vision God has given him a direction he has given him a plan he has given him a pattern and then he is to take this according to the word of God everything that he has learned every measurement that he has pinned down all the exactness of them. God says I want you to take that and I want you to share that with the house of Israel. Now the House of Israel is in the captivity. The House of Israel is in a very unsettling place right now. Their rathers would be to be back home, to be back at Jerusalem. they had much rather be back in their own land, tending to their own fields and living in their own homes. They would love to go back to an old temple that they once had, but now they are in captivity. And by and large, the reason why they are in captivity is because they had become a rebellious people. They'd become a people that had gotten misaligned with the purpose and with the will of God for that matter their temple back at Jerusalem lies in ruins at this moment in time because they were a people that did not keep the precepts of God they didn't listen to the voice of the Lord when the voice of the Lord spoke into their life and now Ezekiel is presenting them with some plans the the, the very infancy if you will of a trajectory of what could be what might happen and whenever he begins to share with them concerning this tabernacle with all the finite measurements and all the finite details of the quarters and the chambers of the house, he speaks to them, the house of Israel, concerning these things. And God says to him, He says that they might be ashamed of their iniquities because it was their iniquity and their sin by and large that brought about the destruction of of the other temple. He says but if you'll just talk to them about another temple to come and tell them about the grandeur and the measurements and everything that is there in. He says I'm hoping that there's a little bit of shame that comes upon their face. I'm hoping there might be a few tears of regret that would fall down their cheeks and they would begin to wish that they could just somehow change some things and alter some things And, and Ezekiel if you see a little bit of shame, if if you sense a little bit of remorse in their spirit and in their life, he says, then you go on and tell them, let them measure the path. You tell them if they have a little bit of remorse over what now lies as a heap of ruins, if they have a little bit of remorse over the temple that they used to take their offerings to and their sacrifices to, then don't just show them an overview of what my plans are. You tell them to measure the pattern. Because the breakdown between Jerusalem and now where they are in captivity is because somebody measured something besides the pattern. They measured themselves against themselves. They became a people that said, I'm okay because I've measured myself to so and so. And according to them, when I measure my life, everything is well. They were measuring the wrong thing. They were a group of people that seen other kingdoms and other nations and seen how they operated and said, well, we don't operate too far off the line from where they operate, so everything is fine and everything is well. They were a people that measured themselves against other religious institutions. They they measured themselves against other societal institutions. Amen, they began to gauge their success by what was going on around them, other people, other places, other locations, Amen, but God said, if they're ever gonna have a temple, if they're ever gonna have a tabernacle, if it's ever gonna be restructured in their life, they're gonna have to measure themselves, not by themselves or among themselves. They're gonna have to measure the pattern that I have given. Can someone say amen? Gotta measure the pattern. He says that I have given. I've not left this open for interpretation. I have taken you to what rooms or by what rooms. I've showed you where the upper and the lower chambers are. I've showed you where the altar is. I've given you very definite dimensions for each and every one of these. This is not where there can be some creative energy and they decide to make it 10 whenever I said it was 10 and a half. They just need to go back and measure the pattern. Everybody say The pattern. The pattern. The pattern. pattern. The pattern doesn't come by just some whimsical idea of man. The pattern doesn't just come out of a committee getting together and putting their heads together and saying, you know what, this is what I believe is just. This is what I believe is true. This is what I believe that God would have. This is what I declare that God would want for this assembly or or for this place or for this service. I'll just somehow muster something up and I'll present it before the Lord and say, God, you bless that, you sanction that. No, there is a definite pattern that God has. But that pattern doesn't come just through intellect, that pattern doesn't come just through knowledge. That pattern doesn't come just through some idea or sometime a little dream in the night. The pattern comes through relationship. Someone say amen. Because I read in the Old Testament time with the first tabernacle that was ever erected that Moses went up into the Mount of God. Forty days and forty nights he was in that Mount of God. He stayed there until he came down and his face was shining with the glory of the Lord. And while he was there, he had communion with God. As he was there, he had relationship with God. And as he was there, God was telling him, This is where the altar is going to be, this is where the altar of incense is going to be located this is where the holies of holies this is going to be the size this is going to be the dimension these are the badger skins and these are what the curtains are going to be made out of and the Bible said whenever Moses went to start the order and the construction of that tabernacle it was all according to the pattern that he had received in the mount of God every piece of furnishing every fabric that was used every dimension that was used it wasn't because Moses had an idea it was because God had an idea he said it's all going to be according to the pattern that you had up there on the mount of God and if you do it according to the pattern it'll be right if you do it according to the pattern it will be pleasing in the eyes of God if you do it according to the pattern you're not going to get mixed up, sidetracked or deterred if you just do it according to the pattern someone say amen Pattern is born out of relationship. Whenever a second temple was coming about, the temple of Solomon in which there was none like it, the Bible tells us that David was told the pattern. Right. Right. Amen. Solomon would build it, but David would get the instruction on how it should be built. Right. Right. Amen. He didn't just settle in his lease and say, I've been a man of war. I've been a praiser, a worshiper. I think I got a pretty good idea how this should happen. No, the pattern came from a relationship because he speaks in First Chronicles 28. David begins to tell his son about the pattern. He tells him about the chambers. He tells him about the snuff dishes. He tells him about the altar and the shoe bread. He tells him about the candlestick. And the Bible says he told him about the pattern. And he stated these words in 1 Chronicles 28, 12. And the pattern of all that he had was by the spirit. In other words, there wasn't anything that he conveyed that had not been conveyed to him by the Spirit. David even said, as I pinned those things down, and I pinned those dimensions down, and I pinned where this should go and that should go down, David said, all this the Lord made me understand by his hand being upon me as I wrote, as I described, as I articulated, amen, this pattern even to my son. It was because that's what God had had articulated to me, that's what God had spoke to me, and if it's gonna be measured, if it's gonna be done, it must be done according to the pattern. Oh, yeah. on, man. Someone say amen. amen. That's what, yes, but Israel had reached a place, they had abandoned the pattern, they had done things their own way, they had followed their own star, They had etched their own path. They was going to make their own mark. God doesn't need a new mark made. God just needs an old mark reassured. God doesn't need a new way forged. God just needs a well-worn path that we can go over, 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 and over again. We got to stay true. We got to measure the pattern. Someone say amen. You know why it's so important? Listen to me right now. You know why it's so important that the pattern we get is forged from a relationship, that the pattern that we have that we should measure is forged from a relationship. I'll tell you why. Because the pattern that David got from God's hand being upon him, the pattern that David got because God's spirit was upon him wasn't just gonna be for his generation. It was gonna be for the generation to come. What he handed to his son Solomon was a pattern that he got from God. In a place of relationship with God He wasn't going to handle Hand the next generation Something that was weak Something that was handicapped Something that was different than what was handed him He said I'm going to find out What God wants I'm going to find out what God Ezekiel says, boys, here's what we're going to do. If you have any remorse, if you have any regret, he says, go back and measure the pattern. If you're wondering if it's true or if it's not true, go back and measure the pattern. If you're wondering if it's 10 or if it's 10 and a half, go back and measure the pattern. You don't have to somehow go through this haphazardly, wondering, is it right, is it wrong? Is it correct or is it belly up? God has provided a pattern to you, and that pattern comes back and through and by a relationship with God. Ezekiel now gets a pattern, but it's forged through a vision. It's forged through a relationship with the master. Folks, I'm telling you today if there's ever a time we need to acquaint ourselves with the pattern we need to acquaint ourselves today with the pattern. We need to know the definite the definite dimensions of the pattern. We need to know the layout, if you will, of what God has instituted for the church. I told my wife the other night as I was sitting on that couch reading that other Bible version and all that stuff started popping off the page. I I said, honey, do you know why all of this is popping out to me? It's because for years I've read the King James Version every year over and over and over and over and over and over over again. And I see all these quirks. Why? I familiarized myself with the pattern. And I took that pattern to prayer. And I said, God, this is the church I want to be. This is the lifestyle I want to line up to. This is the way that I want to live. I don't want to disappoint you. Take me back and let me pay measure the pattern again. If at all possible, our adversary will deceive the very elect. He'll deceive the Jew and he'll deceive the the, the saved Gentile if we'll allow him to. But God's not left us out in the ocean floundering around. He's not left us to live out the rest of our days wondering. He's given us a definitive word about what he expects, what he desires, what he loves. He wants us to love the things that he loves, hate the things that he hates, detest the things that he detests. How do you know? I can go back and measure the pattern. Someone say, "Amen." <laughs> I'm going to put. I'm going to put this chamber here. That's not where that chamber goes. I'm going to do this in this portion. That's not acceptable there. How do you know? Well, how do you not know? Well, when you live in the generation is if it feels good, do it. It's an open field. And don't you infringe on me. And I won't infringe on you. And we'll all live peaceably as a big happy family. La, 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 la. You know why God was so firm with Ezekiel? He said, you show them this plan. And if they have any sense of remorse, if they have any sense of remorse, tell them to measure the pattern. He says, because if they're not sorry over the dismal picture of their former temple, We're not even going to introduce this one to them because they're still trying to do things the same way they've always done them. And that's however it pleases them. However it's good for them. And don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. No, 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 no. Honey, if it's not according to the pattern, ruffle my feathers. If it doesn't line up with the pattern, tell me it doesn't line up with the pattern. If it isn't in harmony with the voice of heaven, then there's some disharmony. Disunity. let He said, though, if you see a sense of remorse, if you see that they would like to correct some things, don't just give them the overview, but look what he tells them. You go on and show them the form of the house. He says, show them the form of the house and show them the fashion of the house. Look at it now. He says, don't only just show them the form and the fashion of the house. He says, but show them the goings out thereof. And the comings in thereof in other words show them the entrances and the exits to my pattern he says show them the entrances show them how they get in but let them also know this thing hasn't been created with just an entrance it also has an exit That just as much we want things pressing into this, there's some refuse, there's some trash, there's some disposable things that need to be taken through the exit as well. It has exits and it has an entrance. Someone say amen. He says, you look at this, look at the ordinances, look at the forms, look at the laws, look at all this. And he says, do them, do them, do them. Because if they have a sense of remorse, they're going to want to do better. Than what they had done back at Jerusalem. If they have any heart to them at all, they're going to keep, want to keep in harmony with the pattern that I've laid before them. Now look at this. The word, the word measure. He said, measure the pattern. The word measure is he comes from a Hebrew word that means to stretch. To measure, like as if you were stretching a string, almost, to take a measurement. Or years ago, they had terminology of measurement of rods, they also had terminology of measurement of chains. It's been a few years now, but I think a chain had 66 and a half lengths. It was exactly what it was, it was a chain of a definitive length there was some air in that chain though because if you didn't keep it taut, didn't pull it tight, you might get some air in the chain. So if you were measuring something, you would stretch as it were. The chain for proper measurement. He said measure the pattern. But there's another side to this word that means to be extended. Meet or stretch. Listen to me now stretch self stretch self he says he says he, he, you don't know don't know where you should stand or what's going on he says go measure the pattern now we're gonna have a ball out of this he said, go have you, have you sometimes whenever I didn't have a measuring instrument on me sometimes I'd, i I use my hand maybe you know, Try to find a spot on the hand and you know if I'm trying to get a good good little idea about the iPad. I might really have to stretch a member of my body to line up with what the measurement was. He says boys if you got any sense of remorse there's the pattern you need to go If you're not quite getting there relaxed, you might need a stretch in order to line up with what the pattern, what the pattern, the exact dimension of the pattern is. You might need to extend or stretch yourself. That isn't always comfortable, but it is possible. We need to go over and measure the pattern. The problem with the situation is this. We want to be the pattern. We'll adjust the pattern. This ain't going to happen because it's not long enough. We're going to adjust the pattern according to our life. Nothing is seemingly wrong whenever you adjust everything in your surroundings to you. There's no opposition when you adjust everything around you that doesn't correlate to you, to you. There's no resistance. There's no problem. I I don't have to have worry or a headache or nothing like that whenever I'm taking this and saying okay it needs to be that because that suits me and that satisfies me no 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 he didn't say go and and adjust the pattern to meet you he said you go and measure you go extend yourself you stretch until you meet the measurement of the pattern someone say amen I don't need a new dogma. I don't need some new doctrine. All I need to do is make the stretch. Amen. All I need to do is make the stretch in order to line up with the pattern. He said all the form of the house, the fashion of it, the going in, the coming out, all of this, he says, this is how it's going to happen. And I like this, Bishop. I like this because in verse number 13, I won't hold you much longer. Amen. You might have to watch the news tonight for tonight. Today was the game Tonight's probably the news. But amen. Amen. Here it is. He came to verse Number 13. There must have been some sense of remorse. So he opened up other particulars and details about the house, and they must have accepted that. And so, to get even on a more detailed level, the first place he takes them, he said, This is the altar. This is the dimension of the altar. This is the size of the altar. This is the shape of the altar. This is where you, the Bible, he told him, he says this is where you're consecrated. If you don't want a repeating story of Jerusalem, and I sense a little remorse in you, measure the pattern, and I got a little—I got a little suggestion for you. The first place I think you need to go is go to the altar. Measure yourself by the... Stretch yourself out on that pattern, folks. I, I think there needs to be some measuring of the altar. Oh, there's nothing good. Nothing as good as good. Oh, prostrate before the Lord. Yes, sir. Come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yes, sir. I know our position. We stand praying up, kneeling on our backside, laying down. Say, well, that's just a physical position. That's true in some respects. But, you know, I've seen some people that their outward physical position is also a position of their heart. If you don't want to repeat what happened in Jerusalem boys, let me introduce you to the altar. Because if you had stayed introduced to that pattern in Solomon's temple, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. Check the dimensions check how it's laid out. This is where you bring your sacrifice. This is where you bring your offerings. This is where you spend some time. This is where your souls are consecrated to God. You got sin in your life? You want to make amends? This is where that gets consecrated. This is where that gets changed. Get back to a good old-fashioned altar. I'm telling you, folks, we'll preach it until Jesus comes back again. We will never, 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 amen, exempt our lives of needing an altar in it. We'll never exempt our lives of needing to measure if you will the pattern of the altar with our lives I'm asking myself us the question tonight I wonder how far some of us would have to stretch in order to measure the pattern of the altar would you have to be a little disjointed in order to make the stretch how, un- how uncomfortable would it be to extend yourself to measure the pattern of the altar. I don't know. There are di- different ways you could go concerning David and what he handed down to his son. But he handed, handed him the pattern that was given to him by God. And I can't but think part and parcel in the book of Acts where the Bible says that David served his generation and died. That tucked into that verbiage was the fact, one of the points in which David served his generation is that he went to a place of relationship with God and didn't etch his own way, but he sat down and said, God, what do you think about what's going on? How many times did he seek out an ephod? How many times did he seek out a priest? How many times did he say, God, should we go to war or should we not? God, should I go or should I stay? Should I stay in the den or should I come out? God, should I remain right where I'm at? God, what what are you doing, David? David is trying to find out what the pattern is. And if I can get the pattern from the one who's fashioned it, then I know everything's going to be all right. There's nothing wrong with 2015, sitting down and having a little powwow with God and saying, God, what do you think about what's going on right now? my life. What do you think about the future of the church and where we're at and what's taking place? Honey, if he shows you the pattern, go on and stretch yourself out and Go on and stretch yourself out and measure it. I believe, Brother Mason, there's some still things around here in the city of Mount Carmel that God would have for this church, but it may require a little stretching. It may require a little discomfort. It may require just going just a little extra distance beyond what I'm comfortable with, but that's all right. If that's the pattern, then that's what I need to be measuring. If that's the pattern, then that's what I need to follow. Stand with me before I make a liar of myself. Measure, measure the pattern. He didn't care how enamored they were with the ornamentation. They had that problem with Solomon's temple. They were caught up in how it looked rather than how it functioned. He said, let's measure, measure, measure the pattern. You know, there's no record on this side of heaven that Ezekiel's temple was ever built. One of the the greatest reasons why because as they may have had a sense of remorse in that moment of their life where they didn't have anything when they started to gain some things back the pattern went to the back burner and God says I'm not going to cause this to come into your life unless you're willing to measure your life by this Ezekiel by the Spirit of God for three chapters and I don't know how long this took in the vision but for three chapters is writing every minute description that God is giving him that could be for the children of Israel but they never experienced it because they weren't willing to measure themselves by the pattern for us today it's kind of like an unfinished story still yet to this day it takes up several verses, very detailed, but it's unfinished because people didn't want to measure, extend themselves, stretch themselves by the pattern. We bow our heads in this place tonight. God, I know you have some wills and I know you have desires. For each and every one of us individually, God also collectively has a body. God before I start pushing my agenda start pushing my motive and what I deem is right and true give me Lord the wisdom to pause and say God what's your agenda look like God what's your desire what, I know what I would like to happen here but ultimately what do you want to happen and God whatever that may be I'll extend and stretch myself to meet the call. To meet the call. That's uncomfortable sometimes, folks. It's uncomfortable sometimes. But whenever the day is ended, it'll be right. It'll be acceptable. It'll be proven as true in the eyes of God. Is there anybody that would just measure the pattern tonight? Is there anybody that would just extend themselves on the altar tonight and stretch themselves along those definitive dimensions of the house of his glory is there anybody that would just spend a moment of time in the closure? thank you for listening if you would like more information about our services and activities you can find us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter with the username FACMC again that's FACMC thank you and have a blessed day